0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Daily Teh, where we spill all the tea on anything and everything you need to know. I'm Sherman, And I'm Primi, your host for today's
1: episode. Today's topic is going to be about St. John and me, with our special guest, Lindsay Faith. So prep your tea, take a seat, and let's get started.
0: So please, 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 please welcome our special guest, Zufei! Yay! Yay. <laughs> Thank
2: you guys for having me today, I'm so glad to be here.
1: How are you doing, Zifei? How are you doing today?
2: Um, I'm good. How about you guys?
1: I'm doing good. I'm fine as well. Alright, so um, uh, Zufei, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us more about you. Okay, hello everyone. My name is Lim Zee Faye
2: and you guys can call me Faye and I am 19 years old this year. I am currently taking Diploma in Broadcasting and Film in IECT College. So today I will be here. I'm glad, I'm so glad to be here to share with you guys about my experiences and some tea with St John Ambulance.
0: <laughs> Alright, so Zee Faye, let's get into the first questions. Are you ready?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. So, how did you uh, first get started with San Juan? Like, how did you become a part of this big family? Because I was wondering why uh, you didn't choose any other activities like Girls Brigade and so. So, why is it San Juan? Is there any reasons behind that?
2: Well, when I first got into secondary school, we are all required to choose our unit uniform, right? And mm-hmm. that time, I just straight to the counter and registered myself as the St. John Ambulance member mm-hmm. because that time, I did not even hesitate to choose St. John, but um, now, I never regret it. Yeah, I never regret myself of choosing St. John Ambulance uh this is why because it is because that i have slightly slightly a san john background whereby my cousins were all from san John ambulance and they are still volunteers even now and they uh, by that time they were holding a high positions in their respective schools so i was kind of inspired by them as uh, as they are always busy with their duties, their schedules, their set their Saint John activities here and there. When I was really young, so seeing their dedication as a volunteer, I am kind of influenced by them, and I am so passionate and I'm so determined to join ambulance, uh, to join San John ambulance so that I can be the same as them. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's that's <laughs> very nice. Like um. It's it's actually a very inspiring story. Like, um, I can really see that, um, your family, especially you and your cousins, like you guys, have like the Saint John, uh, spirit in your blood.
2: <laughs> yes, I can say that I am really proud of it, and I'm really proud of myself and my family. Um, how about you guys? Like, I am curious about. What kind of extracurricular activities that you guys have taken part during your secondary time?
1: Um. So, like personally, um, Shermine, do you mind if I go first? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, so, uh, um, back in secondary, I was um very passionate about dancing. I still am, and you know, like a girl's gotta get a moves on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like, um, I'm so sorry, like. I mean, obviously, my teachers are not gonna hear this, but I always used to like use this as an excuse to skip classes. <laughs> Back in secondary <laughs> that girl school,
2: did that before, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was me. How about you, Sherman? Oh uh, yeah, for me, I, 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 I really enjoy all all the activities because I was quite an active active one in co curriculum activities. I do sports mm-hmm. like basketball, badminton, volleyball, and. So on but if you were to ask uh, my favorite one it's definitely mm-hmm. gonna be my martial arts lessons. Yeah. I miss how I spent most of my time on training with friends, joining the tournament.
2: Oh my god it kind of brought out a lot of my memories during my secondary times. Mm. Oh my god I miss I miss it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too. So Zufe, I'm just curious about it. So, how did you land yourself as a major role in San John during your secondary school time?
2: Okay, um, them? I'm not. Uh, so first of all, I need to clarify that I am not bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I I have a position. I have a rank, which is I ended my San John journey with a cadet state, a cadet surgeon rank, and. Um I never expect myself to have such a position but I am I actually did it and I am very proud of myself. But um to clarify that I am not trying to show off or anything, I just um sharing my experiences. <laughs>
1: like, um the process of the election, right? Was it like um within schools or like you got selected by the teachers personally? Like what was the process like?
2: Okay, so basically, it is not, uh, it is not elected among schools, and it is not, um, by teachers. Uh, we are actually being chosen by the uh area offices. and then um, when I first joined St John Ambulance in my school, I was only the active member i would say i am the only certified member in my batch and then i just enjoying what i'm doing which is helping people but i doesn't really i never desire myself to have any positions in it but one day when my seniors invited me over to their annual, gen, annual general meeting which we call it as agm and this is where i started they started to give me like a AJK for the uh, afternoon session because back then i was in afternoon session so they gave me a, as a AJK under the afternoon session so that i can uh deliver their message help helping them and deliver the message to the afternoon session this is what i did back then and also and because uh this like i said after the annual general meeting they kind of put some hopes on me so that uh, so i started to explore a lot of things and i started to expose a lot of things in st john and i found out that they are actually we are actually able to become a non-commissioned officer which we call it as NCO. So at that time, um, I just started my training to be an NCO and I am so motivated to become an NCO because uh, I want to bring some results to my school. So eventually I just worked hard to become an NCO and I I, la- I first landed myself as a... Uh, active member right, active member and then I went to NCO, I become a Lance Corporal first and then more more and more hard work, uh, I finally got myself a Surgeon rank during the year of 2018 which is when I was Form 5,
1: yeah
0: (laughs) This is like a summary of legend of (laughs) the fame
1: I know right (laughs) Right So like um, Zifei, um Talking about uh, Being a state sergeant Yes um, How long Like I was just wondering How many years Did it take you To become A state surgeon? Is it Because like It's not um, An easy process Of course Like There's so many things That I think you have to go through To like Earn yourself that place Right
2: yes, Exactly It took me Um exactly four years to work, to work really really hard and prepare for the surgeon test and uh, but at first i was aiming cadet leader first but eventually i didn't get that because there are more better people out there so i got my surgeon rank which i am still really proud of it because i am the first surgeon in my school and um, I would say I am very proud of it because I am the first one and then I kind of create like a history for the school (laughs) And yeah, but I would say uh, that 4 years really took a lot of blood, blood, sweat and tears from me Because uh, I've been through a lot of trainings, a lot, a lot, I would say like a lot and then, uh, like a little, a little bit of backstory. Um, during the four years, like the five years, of um, being in part of the Saint John family, I actually have some. Um, I wouldn't say issues, but it is uh, like conflicts with the family, because um, when I was in Saint John, I was so passionate about it. I am so. Um, into it and some of my friends just call me a Sandra Obsessed <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh, because I took so many effort into it I put so many time so many effort into it and that makes uh, that makes me uh, like somehow overworked myself and then uh, my my family started to questioning like why I am putting so much effort and time into it. They just thought that it is a waste of time and they think that attending so much um, training doesn't even help with my studies. So by that time uh, I started to have a little bit of argument with my father and uh, he wasn't really understand what i was doing and he just thought that um being part of the saint john ambulance is just a waste of time and a waste of energy so he didn't like not really supportive at first so uh, i eventually skipped a lot of family gatherings i skipped uh, i s- spent more time then I spend more time on Sanjon than I spend the time with my family, and I skip like family trips and a lot of family gatherings. And um, a lot of my even my relatives are not uh, understand like, why am I doing this? And a lot of people and some of my friends even ask me, like, um, how does all these things really benefit you? Right? It doesn't really benefit you. In the future why are you putting so much effort into it but by that time they don't really understand but when the moment that I got myself the surgeon rank um, my parents uh, they saw they see me they see me change they see how I change towards like uh, the, the perspective the the way I see things they can see me change a lot and when the first time I got the rank the surgeon rank is that start, uh, I started to have a lot of recognition in school because uh, a lot of people say oh that is the first surgeon in our school and then um, it is just like overwhelm experience with my family and I am i am glad that uh, my parents started to very started to understand like why what am i doing for this and why am i um why am i putting so much my energy into this they started to really they started to understand and started to become a little bit more supportive than before so I am really proud of that and um, my relationship with my family started to getting better and better yeah
1: all right so that it's very nice to see that um, even though um, you had um, some rough times trying to uh, make your parents understand what were you actually doing um, you know as a part of uh, as uh, being a part of St. John and I am really very very glad that um it actually ended on a happy note like for you and your family like they were actually very proud of you like that's very
0: nice yeah
2: I'm so glad that it has a a good closure on this Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah so my St. John enthusiast yes I'm a St. John (laughs) enthusiast what's the responsibility of a state surgeon or what do you do as a state surgeon during your school time i mean what kind of job are you in charge of okay i would say
2: my responsibilities are basically everything (laughs) everything because um from constantly learning new first aid knowledge and to practical skills and to practice to training uh to training for marching And also to train for the competition And then also dealing with teachers And the officers And also have to uh, do all the paperwork And also QC stuff with my secretary mm-hmm. It's basically everything from head to toe I have to do This is kind of uh, tough for me Because um, we all have 24 hours But by that time I always think that 34 hours is not import, is not enough for me because I have to do I have to have the the time for studies and also I have to I have to put I have to have time for St John ambulance so this is like the the most that it is like very tough for me to uh, balance between the both but um, overall I think it is a very good experience because I learned a lot of things uh, from it. I learned um, how to communicate with people, I learned a lot of stuff, yeah.
1: Wow, that that sounds like a lot of responsibility. So I'm yeah. very sure that you um, actually learned a lot, like you already mentioned. Uh, so yes. talking about learning a lot, um, I think you can share with us like some tips, right? So like, for example, um, given a situation, right, um, if someone falls down, yes, um, and let's keep it like they, they sprained their ankle. So, uh, what should be done? Like, what can I do to help them? Oh, I know. What does I know?
0: I know. What do you mean? Okay. <laughs> you take a picture of him and you post it to Instagram, hashtag what a day. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. no kidding, you can't kidding. do this.
2: From a First okay. aider perspective, you cannot do this <laughs> Alright. <laughs> okay, so um, So if you saw a person that uh, sprained his ankle The first thing you have mm-hmm. to do is do not move his leg You do not mm-hmm. move his leg And then you need to check first like uh, Where, where which part of his ankle, uh, which part of his ankle is Uh, injured and then you have to check if there's bombs on it and then later on I would choose between counter pain and cold spray and then I apply on it but I have to see how how bad the situation is so uh, after I applied counter pain or the cold spray on it I will bandage it I was I will roughly bandage it and then I will carry the person to uh, a cool place for him to rest and then, if it's still hurting badly, I would suggest mm-hmm. him or her to go to the clinic and have a really well done checkup. Because first aid, right, for me, first aid mm-hmm. is just the immediate, immediate action towards the injury, but it mm-hmm. is not like a whole treatment. So, you mm-hmm. have to also, I, I need to like educate the people here that uh, first aid is not, we are not. Uh, Doctors We're just first aiders Hence um, Mm. If you have any injuries We can do immediate We can do immediate treatment for you But not the long term Long term treatment You have to go to the hospital And double check if there is More injury Alright So this is the Mm. message I need to tell to the people Out there Like first aid We are not doctors We are just first aiders Mm.
1: Yes (laughs) I see, I see. That's that's very helpful. Can you see that, Shremin? You just you just uh, don't simply take a picture, <laughs> and then post it on Instagram later like, to well, come with me with a slipper. I
0: know, I know. I was just joking <laughs> just now na- key Aku orang by Hatila <laughs> or la. <laughs> <laughs> Okay so to for over five years, right, that you served for mm-hmm. uh, your your favorite San John ambulance. <laughs> so what is the most memorable accomplishment, like your your favorite moments during your time in San Juan? Can you share with us about it?
2: Definitely, um, winning my first ever trophy in the foot drill competition.
0: Yes. <laughs> what what oh. was the competition about? The foot <laughs> drill. Is it yeah. like kawat Gaki? Yes, food drill uh, in Kawat uh,
2: Kaki is like the, the general term for everyone, right? But in Central, we call it as food drill and then um, food drill is not, it's a thing, I think. It's a it's a thing among uh, the school kids, right? Everyone was talking about like, oh, I joined Kawat Kaki before and it is tough but i would i would admit that it is very very tough but isenjo is on another level for us because um because you can uh because by that time in my school it is almost impossible to win for the uh foot drill competition because uh there are a lot of more teams that are more capable than us out there so uh by that time we are just like um training by ourselves and then training really hard but we never even realized there is a slightly uh mistake on the on the movements and then when we found out we are actually when we found out we immediately amend it and then we started to train harder and harder because we knew that where's our mistake and where's our problem at so uh. We kind of see the hope That we can win this competition So We actually uh, work twice harder than anyone else We train like 3 times a week 4, hour, four hours per session And 12 mm-hmm. hours in total for that And um, I would say it is a miracle <laughs> It is a miracle
0: because <laughs> no, it's, first not. Time. it's not You read what
2: you This is the first time we actually won a trophy when um, they announced that we got we got the first place in mm-hmm. the competition. My team just broke down into tears. everyone was basically <laughs> crying on the field oh. and everyone was very, very um, grateful for it. and they, they, this also marks as the one of the turning points of my mm. of the Sandra ambulance. In my school, in my division, mm-hmm. because everyone, everyone was, everyone started to have the um, confidence in us. Yeah.
1: Wow! 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 I'm so happy that, for you. Yes, yeah, that's very still, inspiring.
2: I can still remember the moment that I first heard the announcement, and I first hold the hamper and also the trophy in my hands and then the tears are all in my eyes, you know? I but I I I, I, I <laughs> but I didn't cry because everyone was crying. Dakan I joined them also, right? Join I have them. to like <laughs> I <then laughs> I I have to like okay okay cadets please calm down. You guys are doing great. Let's um mm-hmm. have a good rest and mm-hmm. um let's let's just Fight for the next competition. This is like mm-hmm. what I did to encourage my juniors back then. Yeah,
1: that's very very nice to hear. And I think um, with all this, like with all these activities, I'm pretty sure, like with everything we went through, with your journey with Saint John, you you mentioned that you learned a lot of things. So we just want to know what was like the biggest personal benefit you had gained. Throughout your time in St. John as a state surgeon, something that you can look back at and say, like, St. John taught me this, this is why, and St. John means a lot to me. Please share it with us.
2: Okay, so uh, I would say the biggest takeout from the five years of St. John, I would say it is I, l- I learned about communication skills because uh, a lot of people if you ask people that uh, what you what you gain from the five years of St. John people will say okay I, I gain like uh, a lot of first aid, first aid knowledge but definitely you are in St. John you must be learning a lot of um, first aid knowledge right but for me um, I would say I learn I picked up uh, communication skills because mm-hmm. like I said just now um I was all alone I was dealing dealing a lot of things alone by myself and I did not have support from the fam uh, I did not have the support from the family I don't have support from the school and also from the teachers so I was basically dealing, dealing a lot of things alone and with one of my seniors also so both of us like we are struggling with ourselves and then we have to bring the best out of the best to the juniors. So mm-hmm. it kind of uh it kind of gives me like how it kind of triggers me like I need to communicate well be- with people so that I can deliver I can convey what I have gained to people. So this mm-hmm. is why this is why uh I would I would definitely uh emphasize on communication skills in and the question you 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 ask is because um, in this communication skills I need to uh, it divided into a lot of parts actually so communication skills start with uh how do i communicate with adults so for example the mm-hmm. uh, and also the teachers and also the officers okay another mm-hmm. part is the uh, the skills the communication skills that how am i gonna how am i gonna communicate with my juniors because they are all mm-hmm. new in they are so new that they didn't they didn't know everything anything mm-hmm. so how am i gonna mm-hmm. uh how how am i gonna present to them like how how to explain to them so that they can things that i want to tell can be easily understand so mm-hmm. another part is um the the communication skills within my team members so um my team members are I would say a little bit uh, they are they have mood swings because um mm-hmm. in a team you win you lose sometimes right so mm-hmm. uh they have mood swings. How am I gonna put in words to encourage them? So these communication mm-hmm. skills that I really need to pick up during these five years, like I know like how to actually communicate with adults in a very in a very structured way and i Mm -hmm. need i had i know that uh, i learned that how to actually communicate with juniors in a very easy way and Mm -hmm. i know that how to actually Um, Communicate with my team members In a very encouraging way So this is the Mm -hmm. skills that I picked up And um, another another Thing uh, that I picked up During these 5 years also Is my English Because uh, during back then I wasn't a Native English speaker So I Mm -hmm. am not Confident in myself in speaking English So I am Very, so whenever I Speaking English I started to I started to shake. I was sh- I was shaking all the time when I I was I speak mm-hmm. English. By the time, also, um, but I knew that the officers can't understand Mandarin. Also, so that is why I started to learn English all the time. I I talk to myself like twenty four seven a day, so that I can actually, um, I can actually pick up English fastly, so mm-hmm. I can really uh, communicate with the officers. Then, so that mm-hmm. my my so I can put everything in words better to the officers so they can so to like a little bit of improv them yes <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> I I see I see um um I really liked how you highlighted that um being a part of Saint John especially as a state surgeon especially as someone who's leading your juniors and your friends you highlighted that um you actually um came out of your comfort zone, right? It actually helped you uh, with yourself the same. I think it's very important, especially with um, teens nowadays, especially with youths, right? Um, When, like many youths, they try to find for activities that um, empowers them. Because, you know, normally like youths, like even you mentioned that you were facing a lot of problems. So like, when you come um, face to face with a problem, um, it actually gives you a chance to improve yourself, come out of your comfort zone and it helps to build, like I think, a significant significant role in developing your self-esteem. So yes. I liked how you highlighted that. That's very inspiring. I, I'm very sure it's it will be very inspiring for other people to hear this as well. Yes?
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. It, another, another thing I like is how you just you know, get out of your comfort zone, The circle. Because mm-hmm. I believe definitely. that in our life, we just have to constantly improve. We can't mm-hmm. just keep staying in the circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. We need to change in order to like become or to unlock the better version of ourselves. Yes, yes. yes so definitely. Silly. You're such an inspiration, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so other than... Uh, skills you've mentioned like communication mm. skills, first aid, uh, first aid skills, march- marching skills and all. And what do you think that uh, St. John taught you in the way that it impacts your life in a meaningful way? Did it uh, influence you like in the way you think or mm-hmm. act in your life? Oh, I love this question.
2: Thank you for <laughs> Asking this, I love this question So basically <laughs> <laughs> So in San John What taught me the most Is to respect people Why did I say mm. the word respect? R-E-S-P-E-C-T Respect So there was once an officer that told me You cannot be a good leader If you fail to gain respect From people So at first I was very confused um, I was not really Understand the meaning behind His his words So I just I just learned that Okay, I need to be respectful to people So I started to be very respectful I started to be very respectful to people Because And then I realized that ever since If I Ever since I started to be very respectful People treat me the same way too And um, I started And I realized that I I started to understand the meaning behind his words, and um, to respect people is a really a good. is really a good lesson for me because uh, we are always taught we are always be, we are always taught to be respectful to people, respectful to people. But how many people actually did this, right? But mm. if you really started to do it, you would actually see some changes in your life you will be you will started to think that life is beautiful if you respect <laughs> them yeah oh. so i always I told my juniors to respect officers and teachers in school because they are the ones who teach us and they are the ones who give us knowledge and they they are the ones who somehow inspired us right so if we don't respect them, the knowledge and the things that we own won't be that berkat. So people always say that like, if you don't respect people, your ilmu tak berkat, ilmu tak berkat, right? This is like what I'm trying to say. You, The things that you own won't be very meaningful for you if you don't respect people. Yeah
1: you put it very nicely and i think that's very true um uh, respecting people is like very valuable and it's something that you can you hold within yourself you know yes
0: yeah i agree on that i always believe that respect is earned so if mm-hmm. you want respect from others you would have to respect them first yes i'm of a bit thought- of Definitely mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> john taught me more than i could ever know
1: all right so um let's um Ended with um, a very um, insightful note. Um, what do you think, in your personal opinion, what do you think, what was the uh, the importance of um, co- these kind of curriculum-based activities um, in secondary school? Like, what do you think it's very important to join these activities, to volunteer these activities in your um, personal opinion, as someone who's done it yourself, as someone who's very experienced? For me, it's disciplinary
2: because um, I definitely encourage people to um, participate and get yourself out there in all the extracurricular activities and make yourself active in it because you explore yourself through all these extracurricular activities, right? but at the same time you have to balance yourself with the studies too so how do we have how how would you balance these these two in in 24 hours so mm-hmm. i think definitely you have to be disciplined being disciplined is the key for you to balance everything out so we all we all know that okay studies we all study we all study for 10, 10 subjects for SPM, and we all are, we all are uh, participating very actively in all the extracurricular activities. But mm-hmm. if we don't have a really good time management, we don't, we can't, we can't really balance this both, both of this out. So, um, mm-hmm. my key point is, we have to have a really good time management you have to plan a lot of things ahead because if you plan a lot of things ahead that means you can actually you can actually um, do all the things that you plan on time so that there won't be any delays and um, that is all about time management and planning things ahead. So um, you need to be very disciplined on yourself and then uh, you have to constantly remind yourself you need to rest you cannot overwork you cannot if you don't have a very good time management that that means you would overwork Mm -hmm. You if you have a really good time management and you if you have a good discipline then that means everything is good everything is well planned and you can have a good rest and you can you can be very productive in your day And then you will get a very good rest So I highly This is the thing that I want to stress out to people That you need to Be very disciplined on yourself If you did, if you do Your life will be way more easier than you thought Because from Your disciplinary People can actually tell you People can actually see that How Productive you are and they would actually learn something from you if you are a Disciplined person right so and also I from here. I would I definitely need to stress stress out that and I need to emphasize that um, Always step out of your comfort zone to join a lot of things to try a lot of stuff because um, you would actually find your passion Through the things that you try to And um, I always tell people that if you Don't know what your passion is Just ever try stuff If you started to try Then you would be exposing yourself To a lot of things that You will slowly find things that what you like And it somehow brings a direction To your life Alright so uh, Definitely try a lot of stuff In uh, extracurricular activities just put yourself out there just step mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone you will find a better version of you. Mm. oh my god that's so that good very
0: nice. yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do agree on the point that as Yufei said uh, mm-hmm. time management is really really really, really important And mm-hmm. it's also like a way to convince our family like especially parents to have trust mm-hmm. in us Mm Because my mom, she always think that, oh, uh, we as a student, we should have Mm -hmm. prioritized our Mm academics. She is like always worried about me, like to over focus on
1: the Mm -hmm. extracurricular
0: activities. So Mm -hmm. it's really, really important to manage our time well. I believe that. Thank you so much, Zifei, for making your time and being here with us. And sharing such a wonderful wonderful things with us once again Mm -hmm. thank you so much
2: thank you so much for inviting me and one last word for all the youth out there Mm, Mm -hmm. just be passionate and just trust yourself and trust your instinct on what you're doing right now
1: that's very important I agree yes yes Mm
0: Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that's the end of today's episode. We'd love your insights on what we have discussed. So, share your thoughts on Instagram or the Youth Official or send us an email at youthofficial2020 at gmail.com. You can also email us any questions or topic suggestions that you would like us to talk about in our future episodes. Remember to
1: also check out our website and IG account for more information. It's Earth for the youth, by the youth, about the youth. Till next time, it's me, Fermi and Sherming signing you. out.
0: Signing out.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.